Action Park Media. Said he's gonna be, but he's gonna be. Said he's gonna be, sure he's gonna be a thug. Welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Connolly, filling in again, pulling overtime for Kevin Dillon. But we have a guest today. Do we? Yes, we do. Autumn Reeser. Wow. How'd you pull that off? Entourage alum. Well, you you, you helped pull off. Doug, please tell me you're not going to eat your overnight oats this entire time that we're doing this podcast. You guys can't see this at home, but Doug eats... I mean, I guess that's healthy, right? Of course it's healthy. Doug eats this like healthy snack and he has all day to eat it. And then he wants to wait till we're actually rolling on the podcast. I feel like you wait to do that. No, it gives me a little strength. I eat my mush and then I'm going to have my don't quit shake right after that. And then I'm going to do a hundred pushups. Right. Okay. You just promoted three things that aren't paying you. (laughs) They send me, they send me a discounted. Right. So, so now we just talk about them. It's unbelievable. (laughs) So I'm excited for autumn, by the way. I mean, uh, I watched the episodes that we did with her and, uh, I think they were a little bit ahead of their time. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what she has to say about that. I got a couple of uh, questions for Autumn, too, with regards to some of the, you know, I'm a big horror movie guy. And she was in Lost Boys, too. Now, Mm -hmm. granted, it's not Joel Schumacher. It's obviously a much different thing. But I like those kinds of movies. And I liked her. I liked the movie. And I want to talk to her about it. All right. Well, I'm excited. So do you want to talk to me about anything before we bring her on or no? Well, actually, I mean, listen, this is just like a. Whatever, not a big deal. I don't really care. I'm just curious. <laughs> Did you have a like a little gathering for your birthday at your house? At my house? Yeah. By Zoom, I had a gathering. No, you had a Zoom, but did you have people at your house for your birthday? Yes or no? No one was at your house for your birthday. No. <laughs> You're freaking me out. What do you mean? Well, I just got the vibe that you had like a little bit. Not crazy. By the way, not even to say that I would, I should have made that cut or I don't know that, that you. cut, you'd be tops of the list. I would have thought. I mean, I Dylan was invited to something, but he didn't show up as usual. But there are some things, you know, there's a certain point like that. You don't make the cut. Right? You're but confusing very, me. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Zulai came upstairs and she said, hey, did you stop by Doug's birthday party? Now, I hadn't. She I, means on Zoom. I had a Zoom birthday party. Like, but there was some B-roll. Are you talking about when people sung happy birthday to me? Yeah. What was that? That was Sarah's Easter party. That was her friends. I didn't invite us. I have nothing to do with that list. Those are her friends. So I didn't make the Easter bunny cut. You know what? That's a, that's a Sarah Sanderson question. I should take question. that up with her directly? 100% actually. I mean, but, here's the other thing too. I couldn't have even gone. I mean, I had, yeah. I had my So own. it would have been a great invite. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I, you know, it would have been. It would have been. I had nothing to do with that. And can I tell you something you that's really. You guys are playing cornhole. I was not in. Can I tell you something that's really great and why I love my girlfriend so much? She gets me more than any other person person ever because she told her friends they said is doug gonna be there and she said doug's gonna be at the house but that doesn't mean he's gonna hang out with anybody he okay. might be coming crossing in and out like he's he's not committing to right because what Plus i realized about don't myself about no well that's that's is that not true that has nothing to do with it. I don't care about people. I don't like to socialize. Right. I really don't. It has literally nothing to do with Easter, which it's funny that you say that because Melissa McCarty, who's been trying to get a podcast with you for a year, I walk out. She goes, happy Easter. She goes, oh, sorry. I go, you have to be sorry. <laughs> you didn't call me a dirty she apo- Jew. She apologized like, for saying like, happy Easter. I, I mean, I'm thrilled about Easter. I love Sarah. Do you know she, what Easter is? Uh, yeah, I know what Easter is. What is yes. it? I mean, it's the, it's the rising. It's, right. You know, of right. course I know what it is. I'm not a moron. And I appreciate it, and I want everybody to celebrate and have it's a great like time. It's like the high holiday. It's a, it, arguably a higher, well, it is. A, it's a higher holiday than Christmas. I feel like part of you is saying that I shouldn't even be invited to this because I'm not Jew, no, I'm Jewish. I, well, no, I thought, I mean, you had an Easter party and you were playing cornhole. And I did not I play cornhole. I had a little bit of FOMO. People I, were playing cornhole on the victory boards. So I had zero to do with this party and I engaged very little. Now, also, that was a good thing. Ellie Yasmin, who was like a big American Idol guy, sung me happy birthday. 
I didn't know that was going to happen. And I told Sarah, I may not come out at all. Right. And you I hadn't had your shot yet or you had had it. I had not had my shot yet, but I still I'm healing from, you know, right. surgery. So I've got the hair thing yeah, happening. Hair How thing. is the hair? The hair is growing rapidly. I'm not taking the, the fucking hat off. No, no. I, I, What's I, happening? They shaved my head and stuff. Oh, so. did they shave your head? Yeah, they shaved my head. So, you so do you have like, like a, a I have a shaved head? Is there a timeline on when by the summer, by 4th of July? Uh, I don't know. You know, you he doesn't know. definitely want to build expectations, but I had someone there actually, Chris, who had seen Dr. Zeering. I mean, honestly, this kid has better hair than you. And he showed me pre pictures and I can't believe it. So I don't know what's gonna happen to me. I'm 53 what's years the old. What's timeline now. say? 10 months. Like before you really see your full. Before you really see its full potential. Yeah. But again, I'm not going to show up with like, um, who's got the best head of hair. I don't know. Who's, who's someone that you, I know you got a great head of hair. Who's someone you like really, by the way, like, Grenier's got a great head. Okay, of hair. I'm not gonna have Grenier's hair. That's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna have his eyes either. That's don't not have gonna Grenier's happen. hair. If okay. you had Grenier's hair, I would be deeply offended. Wouldn't that be amazing if I showed up with Grenier's hair? Like your hair and your eyes. Like, yeah. sorry, I'm late, bro. Yeah. Sorry, so, I'm late. but hopefully, I'm gonna get back to where I was five years ago when I never thought about my hair, where I walked around and felt good about myself. But by the way, I already feel better about myself. And this Sarah Sanderson revelation was amazing for me. We all know Howard Stern is one of my idols, and I'm not even suggesting anything like that. I'm like you trying to say that you're better. No. Than I'm not talking about as a as a broadcaster. What I'm saying is our personalities are similar. He doesn't really like to hang out and parties. I don't either. And the fact that Sarah, because I've spent a lot of time with with other people in my life who were like, you're antisocial. Sarah's brought out a social side in you. No, that's not what I was saying. Sarah's accepted how antisocial I am, and she doesn't judge me for it. And she lets people know you may come to the house. Doug may be, you may see him walking by a window, but he's not hanging out with everybody. But I, went I have out a confession to make. I'm similar. Yeah, I know I'm that are. way. I'm that way. I, and also to me, uh, maybe I need a nap in the middle of the day, yeah. especially if it's a long holiday. Right. But Easter is a good holiday. And, uh, you know, I, I also I'm glad to know you though. didn't have a party. And you didn't have people over your house singing happy birthday to you. Uh, I'm going to, again, I'm going to explain it. Sarah had an Easter party. Right. Like I said, I come out, you know so what you I do? you posted it on your birthday. You know what you I sat do? sat on it. I do bits. I come out for like five minutes. I get a couple of laughs and I leave them wanting Makes more. Makes it look like, oh, oh, yeah. what a great guy. He's the life of the party. There's yeah. the video when really you were there for four minutes. And then I'm, I'm, I'm literally in bed and I was out there. Are you depressed? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. But, you know, that's, that's not something we need to go. Ah, well, listen, I get, get the problem. I'm super, I'm super yeah. depressed. Listen, we Let's all get know, this out uh, now before we get our guest in. Uh, we all know uh, we'll do the depression podcast at some point. But yeah, I deal with, I deal <laughs> with some issues. We all do. Whatever. But, it's, uh, but my girlfriend, it was really great of her because she, and it's funny the way she says it because I'm, I'm picturing her announcing to her friends who think I'm like, I believe Sarah's friends believe I'm like. Do they like you? I believe, number one, I believe they like me. Number two, I think they totally misjudge me that I'm like Mr. Social Butterfly because I come out and I really do. I give a strong five-minute set and then I'm gone. And then I'm in bed watching whatever. The, I was watching the uh, Aretha Franklin genius thing on uh, sci uh, whatever. Uh, Discovery. Discovery. Discovery Plus, whatever. whatever and I love Aretha. So I, so I was watching that. But I came out because she's got, you know, Ellie Yasmin singing Happy Birthday, which was pretty cool. He's a great, you know, he's runner-up on American Idol. He's got a sick voice and that was cool. And, and I got to see Chris's hair, which is better than your hair. And and Dr. Zirin gave it to him, but it's his own hair. It's not somebody else's hair. It's his hair. You're not even ready to give us a little peek under that hat. Under no, that victory definitely not. Hat. So let's get to the next thing. Then yesterday at six o'clock, which again, at six o'clock on my birthday, I got the vaccination. My arm hurt, but I was in bed at six o'clock on my birthday. And Sarah came in with the laptop and said, uh, get on Zoom. And I got on Zoom, and all of a sudden, my dad and Scott Kahn and Tyler Cameron are on there, and then a bunch of my high school friends that you know. But you know who wasn't on there? You. And I said, I go, where's the little guy? And it was it was a late invite. 
So she threw that together at the last minute? I don't know. Yeah, she didn't know. I know. I know she did because yeah. I saw the text messages after. And then when I went to get on, I mean, it was pretty quick, right? Well, you, you started getting sick, right? Did you get I sick just, from the I, shot? You know what? I, I didn't get sick from the shot, although I did, uh, you know, I, I, which Sarah got really mad at me, Walgreens wanted me to wait 15 minutes, which I thought was just ridiculous. I got in the car and then I'm a, I'm a hypochondriac. They got a lot of issues. I thought I was having a seizure in the car and she's a hypochondriac. So I was sitting in the car going, oh, and she's like, what's wrong with you? I go, I just pull over. And I, I had to pull over and breathe. There was nothing Did really wrong with me. Did she get a vaccination as well? No, she's not eligible yet. She's not eligible. Okay. So, so you had a driver. The idea is that you don't want, when you get that shot, that 15 minutes is... Because they don't want people driving home. No, the there's actually a reason behind it, and it actually was stupid. If you have an allergic reaction, they have an EpiPen. They have a doctor waiting for you. And you could have an allergic reaction. So I fortunately had a, a mental reaction that was was not really happening. What I did have today was my arm was really sore, but it's it actually feels a lot better now, and I feel good. Good. And so, you're ready for, uh, I mean, you're dining your overnight oats. Uh, yep. Mush. Mush. We're going to go to break, and we're going to come back with Autumn Razor. But before we go... I was watching on Shark Tank, and have you seen the step foot thing that uh, they put on bathroom doors, the bottom of bathroom doors? You ever go to wash your hands, Mm -hmm. and you have a clean set of hands, and then you're looking at the dirty doorknob of the bathroom where nobody else is washing their hands, so it defeats the purpose. Right. So I would, usually what I do is I wash my hands, I dry them, and then with the towels, I open the door, Mm -hmm. and then I, like, will do a basketball shot with the the towels into the, that's how I do it. It's this thing. I mean, I, I can't even believe it. Honestly, it's the size of this coaster. I mean, it's a little thing. It goes onto the bottom of a door. And you, when you go to leave, you put your foot on it and just pull it right open. So I you mean, don't have to touch anything. And I saw it at the Peninsula Hotel when we were looking for places for baby showers. I'm like, I, I was floored at how A, simple the design was and how B, how that same thing. How could you not Well, think the other it? thing is. And then it was on Shark Tank. The other thing is, and I'm excited for Autumn Razor, but I, I want to stay on this for a moment because Shark Tank, half the shit in my house, I got from Shark Tank. Like the dude wipes, which by the way, I got. What are dude box. wipes? Dude wipes are like, they're exactly what you would think. And, uh, they're on Shark Tank. But Saigon So it's actually, like, uh, they're like, uh, right. You know, know what's they're funny? What, they're, what, they're exactly what Connolly does not listen because Saigon talked about it on this podcast because in the Entourage movie, he pitched this to Mark Cuban, a similar idea, but, more, you know, it was like a joke. And then Dude Wipes actually went on Shark Tank, made a deal with Cuban, and now they're selling a bunch and it's a great product also that we don't have a sponsor. But do you, but like, throw great. them in the glove compartment of the car and you pull them out and you're like, I mean, look, we can say it. wipe your ass you wipe your glove balls compartment? And- I mean, no, I'm saying is it like it's like uh, sanitation wipes, but you stick it down your pants. You wipe yeah, your balls. but they can f- they can be flushed. Only one, but they can be flushed. Unlike you know uh, what do they call them? Baby, baby towels. You don't want to put baby wipes. You cannot down flush totally. baby wipes. Really? Oh, you will fuck up your plumbing if you do, unless really? they say they're okay for that. But anyway, Shark Tank. I get a lot of products from there. Like if you see it. And then you just jump online and order it. All the time. I want to express to everybody out here, since we did discuss mental illness a little bit, Kevin Connolly, which I'm with him, he's got a very big thing about the bathroom and washing his hands, correct? You, you No, just let me finish. Yep. You want to go to the bathroom, you want to wash your hands, correct? Yes. But there's an additional level to this. If Kevin Connolly sees another man in that bathroom and that man does not wash his hands, Kevin Connolly will fight him. No, I'm not going to fight him, but I will you say something. You had a fight. I was I there. Say, I say, I'll say, well, hey, Tell everybody big, what happened. I'll Don't say hide. you're no, not a hand washer. No, you're saying it You're saying it like it didn't happen, like you would say it. I always comment on people uh, washing. Stock tip Dave. 
I have to supervise him washing his hands. He doesn't wash his hands. He runs the water. And I'm like, Dave, that's not washing your hands. You're basically wetting your hands, but you're not washing them at all. Do you know what the Apple Watch does, which also doesn't sponsor Reminds us? you to wash your hands? It, it will tell you. First of all, it counts it down because it wants you 30 seconds. As soon as it knows, I don't know how, as soon as you start washing. You're supposed to say the alphabet. You, know you don't have to say anything. The Apple Watch says it. And if, God forbid you don't do the 30 seconds, your thing buzzes and it basically shames you. I just like to wash my hands. Let's go to break. Back with Autumn Razor. <laughs> Welcome back. Victory, the podcast. I'm excited here. You know, at the time we got Autumn Razor on the show, she was on the hot show. OC was like the thing. And we got, we happened to have a lot of actors that we shared with that show from Alan Dale, Melinda Clark, and, and probably some others that I'm forgetting. Samari Samari Armstrong. Armstrong. Um, so it was, it was like, you were a, you were a tough get. And I remember she was a tough get for the podcast. Now that I'm realizing, <laughs> did you call her manager Kritzer or did you go? How, I how slid into her DMs. I you think, DM. I don't know. No, did I, what did I, Autumn Reason, <laughs> welcome. You went through Kritzer. Hi. Uh, how are you? <laughs> Good. Thanks for <laughs> oh, having yeah, that's me. It. Hi Autumn. How are you? Nice <laughs> I'm to here see. too. <laughs> <laughs> Conley doesn't let the guests. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Eric Kritzer, who is Autumn's manager is my friend from childhood. Is he um, a Long Island guy? Uh, yeah, of course. He's a Long Island guy. Come on. Oh my God. He's got a couple of stories on the show. Anyway, let's focus on Autumn, not Eric Kritzer. Okay, so <laughs> Autumn, uh, how did I get you on the podcast? I think uh, I think I DM'd yeah, you. Through, no, it's through Eric. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I did the right thing. <laughs> thing. You went about it the, the proper. The proper I would have way. said yes either way, Doug. Thank you. We appreciate it. And and as I remember, I you know I don't like to say this you know just willy nilly, but you were really in the limited time I spent with you, you were one of the sweeter people. That we had. <laughs> you were. You were one of like the great. Few like people. I mean, you were one of those actors that come on and and was really like a team player. And you know, it was a, it was a it was a tough part. You know, do you remember? Do you remember like when that came about and and what your feelings were on the storyline, which I think has really come into play so much more now today. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I would love to see it today. I originally auditioned to play your girlfriend. Right, I think so. Who ended up playing that part? Was it was it Emmanuel? That was it. No, Sean? we're talking later. So we're Much probably later. talking later. I think about... she was a jewelry designer. Boy, oh Ashley, was it Ashley? Ashley, I can't remember. You you had a girlfriend on the show who was a jewelry designer, and I auditioned for that. And don't did, get him going. He did not get it. He is, and he's wishing he could change that one around. Isn't he? <laughs> one look, he's one of those mistakes. Look, look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't get it um, because then you guys offered me this the other part, which was exactly what I would have wanted to play on the show. Like if you know when I would watch it, I was like, that's who I would want to. I'd want to like really be able to go head to head with Jeremy, and that's what I got to do. So it was it was. Is perfect casting for me. Entourage gets a lot of slack for whatever the portrayals of women, but I watched your stuff this morning and this is a very realistic, which obviously I'm, I don't work in an office, so I don't know what goes on now, but that was a very realistic storyline about what goes on in, in work environments, sets and offices and, and whatever. And I thought the way both you and Jeremy handled it were really, you know, professional stuff. And for anyone who doesn't remember, basically, you were a Lizzie Grant I think mm -hmm. was the character. Yeah. You had an affair with Gary Cole, Andrew Klein. <laughs> and, um, you know, it causes office politics. So what, what was your thought? Did you bring some real life stuff? And I mean, like agents that you knew in the business into that? Um, let me think about it. <laughs> Long time ago. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I think what I what I really loved about Lizzie is she was she was unapologetic about who she was, how she did business. She knew she was good at her job. She knew that nothing else should have any bearing on that, and she owned that. And I loved 
that about her. She was young, but she had a lot of confidence. And I feel like I learned how to have more confidence through playing her and through having to stand up in these, you know, in these large rooms of people of many men and learning how to have to speak your truth and own your voice and stand up for what you want in the world. I learned a lot from playing her. That's awesome. And you yeah. were you were great. You got well, you know, for us, too, you remember, this is often the case. So you were doing all the office stuff, right? So we were just hearing the feedback from these guys about how great you were. And then it was a nice treat to be able to watch the episodes because you really just didn't know everybody. Was no, I mean, sort of raving about you. Like, to this like, day, I've never even met Adrian. Right. Like to this day, I was <laughs> wow. on the show for two years. Right. And it's like, we, I don't think our, we never had storylines that not crossed. one time, not one time, not even like, Hey, in a scene, nope. you walk by each other. And nope. It's, it's yeah, never wild. on set at the same time. But you come on, you come on to the show season six and you're going up against Jeremy. Who's won three straight Emmys at that point. I think. Correct. And, was that daunting at all to you? Was that exciting? Or how was your thoughts process? It was super exciting. It was a huge challenge. And I knew I had to bring my A game. And so I think I brought it. You and, um, you know, Jeremy also comes from theater like me. And so he improvs all over the place. And I loved the challenge of that. I was like, oh, yes. Okay. Real acting. Like, let's go for it. Right. Um, but it was it was challenging. And I definitely think there were times where I could not hold my own against him. And I was like, I can't come up with a line to match <laughs> what you just said. But I, I tried not disagree. to be hard on myself about that. <laughs> I, I think you're phenomenal. And again, watching it today and yesterday I watched, I mean, you were really phenomenal. I want to talk to you a little bit about, like I said, Entourage and the OC were really like the hot shows there. And how has that kind of been? You, you were this pivotal character on both of these shows. How, how did they kind of compare and contrast with each other, both from the working environment plus the fan reaction to it? Yeah. I mean, they were both definitely life-changing roles for me in terms of my visibility in the industry, how people understood me as an actress and an artist. Um, uh, I was super intimidated going on to both sets, for sure. Any sort of new first day at a job. I mean, you know, most people get to experience that a few times in their life, but we as actors experience it over and over and over again, first day at work. But uh, you know, I think both characters, Taylor Townsend and, and Lizzie Grant, I felt really anchored in who they were. So I didn't have a lot of fear about uh, how to show up, um, which was good. I, the the fan intensity around both shows was intense for me. That's not something that I was comfortable with at that point, And I didn't it's really... It definitely <laughs> adds a layer of yeah, uh, complexity to it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And so that took, especially on the OC, because I went from guest starring in procedurals and uh, doing sitcom work to being on this like massive hit teen drama and the the attention and the, the paparazzi attention that the other actors were getting on that was really intense for me. Yeah. And I did not enjoy it <laughs> and had to just learn how to how to tolerate it and how to um, just process it. Right. Um, but by the time I joined Entourage, I'd been on that show for a couple of years and, and my life had shifted. And so it was a, 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 an easier transition. And I was just happy to have to play a woman and not a teenager. Right. <laughs> that was great. That's a big thing. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard when people see you. I mean, it, you know, it's hard for everybody when people see you as a younger role. It's like, at what point are you a man? Like kind right. of a boy. It's hard to be. Oh, OK. He's a man now. Or, or I, still she's see, a now. I still see you as a boy. I mean, I <laughs> I was just going to say, you went through that too. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, it's like, listen, I have a baby, I'm, I'm, I'm having a baby in two months, I still, Yay. I still, you know, can't 
I don't know, like, don't buy me as necessarily like a man, but I am fucking 47 years old. <laughs> I mean, how are a man? I am Kevin a man, Connelly. I assure you. We'll focus on your issues in a minute. So, <laughs> so, but uh, Autumn, you, you didn't grow up in Hollywood, but you're a California girl. Laguna, is that where you're from? I'm from Carlsbad and Oceanside area. And tell me about, so you were a theater? Like, yeah, yeah. So were I, you about to say theater geek? Th- theater nerd. I, well, I, I actually wasn't. I kind of lost my train of thought for a second. I wasn't going to say 30. I was gonna nerd say th- or geek. To it's honest, permissible. You, you know what I was going to say? I was going to say theater girl, and then I'm like, that's demeaning. I'm going to sound like an asshole. Theater woman. You were a theater, theater, theater woman growing theater up, correct? I was a theater nerd. <laughs> um, uh, no, so I started in theater. I saw a play, my first play when I was six, and like had an immediate, oh, that's my calling. That's what I'm supposed to do with my life. And my parents were like, huh, what? <laughs> Who are you? And- but my parents have always been super, super supportive of the arts. And so they let me try out for the next community theater play. And I got in. And then it was just, it never stopped from there. And so I did community theater in my hometown growing up until I was 17. And then I went to theater school at UCLA. And when did you turn this into professional and decide this is going to be your professional life? I was from like the second that I knew you could make money at this. I was like, that's what I'm doing with my life. That's what, like, I only applied to UCLA. That was the only school I applied to. If I hadn't gotten in, I was going to move up here and like waitress and go to like find an actress. Oh, you went to UCLA? I did, yeah. I didn't realize also too that, I mean, this is terrible. I, mean, that I, I barely school. graduated high school. No, but I'm saying that <laughs> UCLA is a hard school to get into. Yeah. I don't know how this happened. Like it was <laughs> divinely orchestrated. I don't, because I literally, it was the only school I auditioned for and I'd never done a monologue in my oh, life. Oh, you auditioned for it. You have so to, that's yeah, no, difference. no, you have you're to audition. Like the, so you're going, wow, you're like I could have gone to school if I didn't have to take my you're SATs. You're not your, uh, rowing, uh, your rowing <laughs> no. skills. You actually went into audition. <laughs> no, well, I'm serious. I, I, it's true. I, I just didn't realize. I always thought that USC and UCLA, like if you lived in California, you could go there for, I, I didn't know it was a thing. Like getting into UCLA is a big oh, thing. Congratulations. I didn't hard. know that. <laughs> Congratulations. I thought it was graduation. Congratulations. So then you come out and you start professional. Now we have one of my oldest friends sitting in the booth Yay. over there, Eric Kritzer, who, who actually we, we'll have to get into how a couple of storylines on the show came out of his life, but I'm sure he, he's thrilled about that. He can't he wait told to get us that though. How, how he met, was he one of your first representatives? Or? He, Eric is my first manager and he's still my manager to this day. 20 something years later, um, he, yeah, so I got an internship at a casting agency right down the street from here, actually, when I was, um, I want to say like a sophomore. Once I got a car, I didn't Which have one? a car, like, freshman. Iris Burton or Mark something? Sykes. Right, right. Mark Iris Sykes. Burton's an agent. Doug. Whatever. Iris Burton's an agent. I was trying to throw out names like I knew what I was talking about. It was about. in the Daily Bruin newspaper that he was looking for an intern. And I was like, great, cool. I have a car. I can go do that now. <laughs> right. And so that's how I really learned about the industry. And I had... Um, set up a meeting with Mark after I'd been working for him for like six or eight months to sit down with him and go through. Remember those books they used to sell at Sam French that were like a list of all of the actors, <laughs> all of the uh, the agents and managers? So far. What are these books called? I mean, called? that book is, I know exactly what you're you talking about. You know what about. I'm talking yeah, about though, I mean, right? It's, it's, it talk about ancient. I mean, ancient, it's like, it's, ancient. I mean, these are the back, back in the days of black and white headshots and the Thomas Brothers Guide to get around. <laughs> the, the Thomas right? Guide to get around. You, you could never find. Go find 1300 Cole, North Cole yeah. Street. You'd I had problems with math, so the Thomas yeah. guy didn't even help me. But, thank but God there was for there was a Samuel French is a is a bookstore where what, you would yeah. go to get. Do you know what it is? You'd go to get a play, you'd go to get plays, yeah. whatever it is. They had all. Yeah. The, been all in this the town seventy five years. But it was a it was a book of agents and managers. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so, so you picked up one of those. books. So I picked up one of those. Was books Kritzer in the book? Yeah, Kritzer's I, not I, even in the book. We never even got to that. We never even got to that part. I hope Kritzer was in the book. Oh God! Otherwise, I've made a huge mistake. 
But so Mark and I sat down and we're at the coffee bean over on Beverly. And I'm like having him go through this book with me because I'm like, I want to know like who the nice people are here. I don't want to work with any mean people. I want to be, I want to work with some nice people. Yeah, that people. works in Hollywood. I know. I'm like, this is where I was. This is how where I was at the time. Um, and uh, Eric is there getting coffee for everyone in his office and he comes over to us and it's like the typical, like I got scouted or discovered sort of thing. And he's like, not creeped on, not let's be clear. hit on. He was married. <laughs> and uh, and is a very respectful gentleman. Good. Um, but so, and he and Mark knew each other. And so they started talking and- Business um, cards were exchanged. Business cards this were exchanged. Ago, I made my dad come up to meet with him when I, went to, when I went to the meeting. And so he met my, met with me and my dad. And I think I was 19, 19 at the time. And um, I just really liked him. He's just good people and um, genuine and authentic and honest and um, signed with him. I mean, that's why he's been my manager so for- 20-something years. Yeah, he's like family to me. I mean, he's taken care of me in, t- in so many times in my life. Like, he's literally a part of my family. Look at this guy's glowing back there. <laughs> he is glowing. And by he's the glowing. way, he's, he's like part of my family, too. When I first came out here, I used to stay at Eric's house and take care of his German Shepherd. And, and as most people know, I love German Shepherd. So Eric did as well. And now, Eric, this is so weird. He now hangs out with my son. Because they both like to go to the shooting range and they talk and they have DMs and it's really they leaving you out. That's so they leave cute. Me out. They leave you out. They're DMing yeah, yeah. each other. My son will be like, "Yeah, I just spoke to Kritzer." I'm like, <laughs> "What about world am I living yeah, in?" Yeah, it's very strange. So, so then Eric, you know, I think, and I, and I did Autumn when you came on the show, I could feel that about you. Even though you played this fiery, strong character, you have this amazing wholesomeness to you. Mm-hmm. And you know, we'll get into the Hallmark stuff because you're doing so much stuff with with them. But so Eric then. Starts to represent you, and then what? You start getting auditions quickly, or yeah? What? And uh, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and I remember at one point there was a phone call early on, and I was like, "Am I supposed to look? What am I supposed to use to make a phone call in this?" Because <laughs> where does it end? I, yeah, and right. it was just all very confusing. But uh, I figured it out, and um, and yeah, I started working, and I was super, super grateful for it. And I was waitressing nights at Jerry's Famous Deli mm-hmm. to support myself. So Close. I would go Rest and, in peace, yeah, Jerry's and Deli. I know Jerry's. Terrible. I know that place. Too, oh, I'm glad I never have to look at that menu again ever <laughs> in my life. I have though. a question. So you working in a casting office, because a lot of the things we, you know, we talk to actors, they come on here. A big part of it is the audition process. Yeah. I mean, you're in a room with a bunch of other people that kind of look like you, that you see at every yeah. audition. Yeah. And then you go into a folding chair, sit in a folding chair with your sides with a bunch of guys like Doug staring through <laughs> yes. you, bored, senseless. And, and absurd. I guess, I guess my question is being in that internship at casting, did you learn anything about the audition? audition process. Yes. And I learned, I learned what not to do, what not to do just watching people come in and uh, fall on their face again. Tell and us again. what that is. What is not oh, to do? Oh God. So many things. Oh, where do you even start? Well, also too, when you talk about the phone and that's always been a thing, right? So, okay. You're on the phone. Do you really need to pull out your cell right. and do it? Do you, is this good enough? Uh, there, There's a line, and I think we had Sheila Jaffe on, and again, her Great thing was preparation, amazing. and it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Just be prepared and don't insult us by, like, we don't want to hear that your dog ate your, ate your sides yeah, yeah, yeah. or that you had a fight with your girlfriend. Be professional. You're here, and what do you got? And so, sadly, yeah. I think all of that is irrelevant because I think usually you see through who's got the talent and who doesn't, but I want to no, hear- No, well, that's what she was saying. I, I know, but I want to hear what your things were that you think kind of are the- do not do. Like, what are the things? Oh, my gosh. I mean, there was a lot of, like, <laughs> this is 
terrible. But at the time, there was a lot of like, you know, overly sexualized uh, energy coming in. Like, at least, like women actors. Yeah, kind in. of like, oh, if I, you know, do a cute little thing, then I'm going to get the part. Granted, like I, you know, these are not people who had studied the lines and were trying right. to actually get the right. part. They were trying to go about it a different way. Right. And you could tell like That's the second. That's how Conley went about it. Second. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, you're right. Like overstaying your welcome. Staying too long. Staying don't be too long. You go in, you sit down, Just you do any, your job. Just any, get, any get level of, of unprofessionalism because right. really it's a it's a job and you're you you're it's a it's a job that's so, what it's for you're an artist but it's a job right and so you what, need to behave that way what was the first gig you booked the first gig i booked was on star trek voyager and right. i played an alien <laughs> I played, do you have a trading card or any of that stuff you have to, I, I, yes i think somebody has sent me a trading card a at one point on Critzer, let's get on this thing about her, that, or let's get her out to uh, Comic Con. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, what was it? And and how do you? I mean, when you're that young and you're going to go in for an alien, so how do you prepare for that? Well, it's a big you, show too. It was well, it was a um, the aliens had no power of speech, so <laughs> there were no actual alien. lines, but there were. Uh, so it was a lot of. Luckily, I'd taken Polish mime at UCLA, <laughs> so I used my miming skills and my ballet skills to. I mean, it was a it was a physical performance. And so, wow. yeah, and it was. Can you imagine what I, your I career would be? By the way, I, you I, took I, Polish mime class. Way, what Conley could have been? If I did anything, you I would mean, have that, lost that Emmy if you I, knew Polish, Polish mime. Polish I'm mime. Right I mean, that's crazy. But obviously, that's a fit. They're going okay. This person has no lines. What are they going to do? Right. So what do you what? How do you do audition with no lines? You, I, it I mean, was so long ago, Doug. I don't even know if I remember. What I do remember is I got I got in a car accident on the way to the audition. I do remember that. I hit. I got in my first car accident. Somebody like pulled and hit into the side of my car, and my car was like a piece of crap to begin with. And right. I was like, oh my god! And I have to get to this audition on time. And it was on the Paramount lot, and which is a nightmare. Oh my! For gosh. those of you that uh, have never been trying you to find your way four around, four miles it. away, and then you walk there. Never mind yeah. the car accident. But, yeah, but I went here. So you, you get in this car accident. Obviously, you were you were not hurt. But was the car in a bad? Place I had a big what? scrape down the side of it, and I'm sure we exchanged information and did what needed to be done. But uh, I eventually made it to this audition, and all I remember is driving through the the Paramount gates and how majestic that was at the time. <laughs> if you dreamed your whole life of being an actor to get to drive onto that lot for the first time, and then on top of that to book the job, I mean, I spent the whole that that whole job. My main memory is just wandering around like with my jaw on the floor <laughs> of like I get to work here. I'm on the Paramount lot. Like it was one of those just classic Hollywood moments that you hope for when you when you dream of becoming an actor. And was that a big celebration for your, your family, everybody? Did they go wow, or was I it kind of? I think so. Eh. Yeah, I think so. I found it really hard to watch myself on screen the first time. Like I don't know. Did you find this at all? I like, still I I can't. It's still like, can't do it. I can't yeah. watch you either, Kevin. <laughs> I I honestly am just now able to watch episodes of Entourage with a clear without wow. feeling yeah without now, being so separate from myself I yeah can, you know but at the time I was not like one of the when we, when we would have these big Entourage premieres the lights would go out I'd be out the door <laughs> before oh, wow. the title sequence is over yeah I would never sit there all right so then things start rolling there or what yeah and um I got you know I was really really blessed to continue to work and um to continue to get jobs. And of course I have all the stories of all the jobs I didn't get over the course of my career, as I'm sure you do too. You're like, Oh yeah, that would, that would have been a game changer, but you, you just have to go, okay, these are the ones that were meant for me and this is how it went. And, um, yeah, I feel super, super grateful how it all went. It was super, my twenties were just 
nonstop. It was jam packed, and and I loved it. I was I I really loved pretty much every experience. And now that you're I still had. rolling. You're directing. You're producing. Yeah. and you're like the queen of Hallmark. I mean, whole nother like, whole nother level of work. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really it's in yeah. So I'm doing what I've done eleven movies for Hallmark. That was a, a real you know. It took me a while. They were they were asking me to work for them for a while, and I was saying no. And then I read one script that I really liked because it was really bantery. It was kind of 1940s and um, it was just smart. And uh, so I started working for them and it was right after I had had my first child when I was 30. And I found out how wonderful they were to work as a company as a working parent to work for as a company. Because That's interesting. Yeah, they took care of you. They took care of me. They took care of any childcare that I needed, like, you know, helping me fly my mom or my nanny or anybody up with with me so that my baby could be with me. And I had such a good experience working with them um, and they continued to support me over the last 10 years as far as like the challenges that I've had being now a single working mom of two and they are so supportive and I've really needed that support and I've really appreciated it plus I love telling love stories I just really do it just I think it's part of like I don't know it, I love to open my heart that way and, and share that with people and um, through that process I realized that I I have opinions about what's happening on screen and and opinions about the story. And so I started developing projects for them. And um, I'm about to executive produce my first project for them. That's great. And I've just loved being a part of the entire development process. And it's not something I ever expected. I was always like, no, I just want to be an actress. But um, over the last, like, five years, I've started to to really want to be involved in different parts of it. And I just directed my first short film two weekends ago, and I loved it even more than I expected that I would. And I felt like I added value, and I felt like I was supported the actors on set because I've been doing this for so long. That's great. So are you going to direct one of these films? I would like to. Yeah, right. I would like to. I, I think, you know— They're teeing I, you up for it. It feels like Yeah, I, right? I hope it so. It feels like they're grooming I really hope it, so, right? yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you're going out and doing it yourself, which I tell everybody that's the way to do it. I, I started my yeah. whole career with a short film and that you went oh, out wow. and did it on your own, and now, you know, you'll you show sort of have it. to do that because yeah. it shows yeah. them that's right. that you're serious. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, they're, they're not going to give you just give you a movie when you have nothing to show for yourself so other than I'm, I, I could do this. So on a side note, Conley, he's like fanning over uh, a Lost Boys 2. He wants to get into a little <laughs> little conversation about I, I love I understand. Yeah. Listen, I loved Lost Boys 2. Okay. Did you really? I, I did. And, and here's, she's shocked. Well, well, shocked. Well, listen, here's the thing. So Lost Boys 1 obviously was Lost yeah, Boys 1. Yeah, it's yeah, different. yeah. It's Joel Schumacher. It's a gazillion dollar movie. It's different. But if you're a fan of Lost Boys, I loved Lost Boys 2. I just enjoyed it. That's I enjoyed awesome. it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and I, I was like, I could watch 10 of these movies. Well, do you, do you love vampire movies, like, in I, general? I, um, you know, they're, uh, I'm more of a zombie guy <laughs> than a vampire. <laughs> what? I'm laughing. Yeah, more that's of a amazing. I'm, I'm more do you want to ask Autumn something about the experience of Lost Boys? Yeah, well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it was, was, the, was Corey Feldman. Is that where the thing with Corey Haim and Corey? Because you ever oh see the gosh. two Corys, the show, the two Corys? I never saw it. No, I feel bad, <laughs> but I didn't. It was it What was do you dark. like more, Kevin? It was dark. Lost Boys 2 or the two Corys? Which, which, which well, but they're tied, they, they're tied into each other okay. because at the end, the end of uh, Lost Boys 2, Corey Haim shows up, and but it was supposed to be a bigger role, and they were filming the reality show, and he was mic'd, and he was like doing drugs. It's just a tragedy, just like a tragic, tragic story. I don't know much. I I, I got a complete ignorance. I don't know much about. Did you watch the original Lost Boys? Uh, yeah, I saw Lost Boys too. Too. I'm talking about the Corey's story. I never oh, saw the yeah. two Corey's. And yeah, I know, yeah. It, I was, know it was like an eight part. One whatever. of them is gone, or yeah, both yeah. are gone. No, Corey Haim uh, has passed away. But he was supposed to be in the movie, and and it just 
he wasn't in a place where he was was able to do it. But I, I'm a genre movie guy. I love that. Have you done? Cool. Do you like the horror? She's the opposite. She's doing the horror. <laughs> I, I like because I like horror movies, and I, you know, I'm I'm a sucker for a good oh, horror. That's movie. Fine, They're but- fun to do. I can't watch them. I get so <laughs> scared. I, it's like it's too hard. I watch. Look, I watch most things in like five to fifteen minute increments. I'm crazy because I get too involved and like I get too stressed out. So you can't. You get anxiety. Like you get stressed yeah. out watching. A horror I'm watching movie. Game of Thrones. It's taken me like how long? It's fifteen years to watch Game of Thrones. I'm on like season six. I, I watch it for five minutes, and then I'm like, "Oh my god, Daenerys! I need to take That's a break." That's hardly scary. That's hardly scary. Have you ever done a horror movie? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it called? Yeah. Oh gosh, what I just did. Great, sir. I did. I mean, I've done. I've done quite a few. Lost Boys. I consider that a horror movie. That was a vampire movie. That's a vampire, vampire movie. movie. What's the, it feels I mean, like I'm not a horror movie me. guy. So I, what's the difference? And I and I'm not a vampire guy. It doesn't mean I don't like a good vampire movie. But what what's the difference? Well, a vampire movie. You know, it's a supernatural horror, right? Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I I'm a little bit more uh, in, slasher. Have you? Have you I don't want to say slasher. No, have you done one? I, I haven't, but oh. I would do it in a heartbeat. I really would. So we anyone who's out you, there, we Kevin Collins, you on gotta get me in a, on a horror movie. But maybe, I want to do a good horror movie. Maybe Autumn, you'll direct Kevin into a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. or Lost Boys Three. Did they ever do that? They did. I think they did. Oh, they do. did. Yeah. It wasn't that. as good as two. It definitely wasn't. Was it three D? Was it? No, no. But it's the the vampires have just evolved. But I, I'm a zombie guy. I got a zombie idea. So Autumn, how, how's the the year been for you with everything that's happened? COVID. We're hopefully coming to the end of this. Mm, yeah. That's such a big question. Like, I know. How, right. Well, all of us. You guys start. How is been for you guys you know what it, it's it's been terrible f- to watch my kids yeah for me how as old are your kids now my, my son is 19 Jesus. my daughter is 17 Jesus. and uh my son is a freshman at gw except wow. he's here in his bedroom and right. uh, he may actually this be here because he's going to come down today to see kritzer because he hangs out with kritzer <laughs> fucking weird um he's never by the way he's never been here to see me but he's like oh kritzer's coming maybe i'll come down so <laughs> That's my son. But um, it's it's for me, it's actually been great because I, I don't really like people. So I've been locked in my house and it's nice. And then I'm <laughs> but I think it's, but it's I think great. I think you had a, a, mo- a rough moment well, as we all did. But oh, I, yeah. I, you yeah. Know, I mean, I, you know, they're talking about um, everything opening up like June 15th. All all bets are off. If you would have told me in March 13th or I believe was the day where they shut it down that we would still be having this conversation I would have said you're you're losing it same you're losing your mind and it will be it will have been pretty much 15 months of a a lockdown of a of a I mean well when I think that I just had another birthday in this uh, crazy that's your second zoom birthday that I may or may not have Conley didn't make it Autumn didn't make it either but that's (laughs) fine Kritzer didn't either which is weird so uh well anyway Autumn this was great we were really thrilled that you came on and uh I'm gonna track down your horror movies There's got to be one. She, I feel like I feel like you're well, holding out on. I have a zombie movie. A it's zombie. terrible. It's What's a it called? terrible. No, I'm not tell even going to tell. No, I'm not even going to tell you. Don't you think it's I'll find that on the internet? I'll find that on IMDb in two seconds. It's, it's I mean, terrible. Movie. Darren Aronofsky won't let anyone know he was second unit director on Fat Beach, but it's out there. I mean, <laughs> it's it was credited. done. It's real. So, it's credited. I will find it. I will find your zombie movie. When did you do it? Can you? Oh gosh, a few like maybe like five years ago or something like that. There was a period. By the way, that was primetime zombie. Was there was a zombie. bunch. There was a period of time where I did like a vampire movie and a zombie movie and like a I don't know a ghost movie or something like this. There was this and a and an action movie like all in one go a bunch of different genres that I hadn't played in yet and it was it was super fun just to be like oh this is what fight training is this is what it feels like to like you know shoot a fight or get to shoot this rifle it was it was a fun. I experience. will watch your zombie movie tonight. <laughs> 
I uh, will. I love a good zombie movie, especially when it's like a project. I wish I would have known. I'm I don't bad. think she wants you to watch this movie. Uh, I watch it. I guess you'll do what you want. But anyway, Autumn, thank you so much. Thank for you so much for coming. It was so good to see you guys. I love that you're doing this. It's wonderful. It was a lot of fun, and it's you know our audience they like to hear like the behind the scenes and how careers get started and the work and you know you've had a great one and it sounds like better things to come and I can't wait to see you direct that's yeah. that's when the real game begins you, you know, know it's interesting Autumn and Rex both started in casting offices which makes oh, a lot yeah. of sense because the hardest part is booking the job and you learn more importantly maybe not the do's but the don'ts yeah and the don'ts may be more important than the do's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point. I think so, yeah. So, interesting. Well said. Interesting Kevin. note. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> well, that wraps up another episode of Victory the Podcast. I am Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Connolly and Autumn Reacher. Thank you very much for joining us. So Sorry, Kevin Dillon wasn't available to be here. He's on a movie, <laughs> apparently, somewhere and doesn't text us or call us. Anyway, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>